What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 349 on Now You Know. Markets are still being impacted by inflation, the debt ceiling, and banks collapsing. But one asset still seeing strong numbers, even through last year, is fine art. Masterworks lets you invest in multi-million dollar paintings without spending millions. Over 700,000 users have signed up so far, over $700 million worth of art under management and more than 190 offerings. Every sale so far has delivered positive net returns to investors. One thing we really like is that once you sign up to show interest in Masterworks, a financial expert will call you to talk over options. It's free advice and more than just a sales pitch. They take time to explain the process and answer your questions. Many artists sell out right away, but by joining the Masterworks platform through our link below, you'll get on a short list so that you don't miss out on the next opportunity. And if you've already made an initial investment, you can be among the first to access new offerings. As you found out, Jesse, when you bought your Banksy shares, these offerings usually sell out in hours, not days. So Masterworks had to make a wait list. But since you guys responded so well, you can skip the wait list and start building your collection. Just click that link in the description to get started. On May 8th, Tesla held their groundbreaking event for their new Corpus Christi, Texas lithium refinery site. Elon said they'll finish construction next year and reach full production in 2025. Very fast, he said, that's how we do things. Once at full scale, they'll be producing 1 million vehicles worth of battery grade lithium. But Elon said that Tesla intends to still use lithium suppliers. Now he stressed that lithium is a common element. It's present in every country, but there's a shortage of refining. Turner Caldwell, Tesla's head of battery raw material and recycling, said that Tesla has a number of innovations that will be effective in processing lithium. Instead of needing heavy sulfuric acid and sodium hydroxide, which leaves you with the byproduct of sodium sulfate that nobody wants. Instead, they'll be using soda, ash, and lime. Also, they use 20% less energy. They'll use reagents that are 60% less costly. And all in, the production costs are about 30% lower and 30% fewer process steps. The byproduct is much more inert a sand and limestone mixture that can be used in construction materials. Now, Elon talked about how many suppliers will convert lithium hydroxide to lithium carbonate. And then because they have to sell it to the next person downstream, they have to then convert it back to lithium hydroxide. He said, we're gonna skip a lot of those steps. Drew Baglino, Tesla's head of engineering, said that Corpus Christi is a great location. It's located directly on a rail line so they can mm -hmm. ship stuff all over the country. It's not that far from Austin, so there's plenty of talent also from the oil and gas industry. And it's really close to the nearby seaport, which can bring in spodumene. Exactly. And this new factory is designed to be feed flexible, which means it will be able to accept hard rock from around North America at first. And then as there's more recycled batteries, they'll be able to process lithium out of that black mass, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of black mass that you get when you... Uh, uh, recycle batteries, uh, along with brine and clay operations. Okay, so Corpus Christi is going to make a million vehicles worth of lithium. Right. Um, and that's really important. But how many Teslas is Tesla making? They're making a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, so by 2025, I'm guessing that Giga Texas will be making around a million. So I'm betting all of that's just going to go to Giga Texas, which makes you wonder, are they going to build another one of these close to like Giga Mexico and maybe another one near Giga Berlin? That would make sense. It would make sense to have like your Corpus Christi location. You make the lithium and then you have to ship it all over the world. Well, I was thinking if they did expand Corpus Christi, it could provide enough lithium for both Giga Mexico and Giga Texas because it is kind of in between both. But that would mean more than a million vehicles worth a year. Right. I mean, they'd have to expand the facility. But as you can see here, it's in the middle of a giant field. So maybe they can just expand it. And Tesla did tweet out the spice must flow, which is from one of uh, Elon's favorite books, Dune. What appears to be a refreshed Model 3 was filmed by a drone at Fremont's test track. OK, so what are the new features that we can see here in this Project Highland Model 3? Well, the first thing I noticed is what looks like a new steering wheel, which many people are pointing out looks similar to the Model S and Model X steering wheels, which don't have stocks, but do have force touch buttons instead. Now, the rest of the interior is well covered to prevent curious onlookers from spotting anything. And I, I get why people are excited. I mean, ooh, a new Tesla design. But really? I mean, we can't see anything yet. Well, many people are saying that they spotted the test driver swipe upwards on the screen just before the car reverses. So that would be big news if the Model 3 will be coming with Smart Shift. Oh, okay. Now, obviously, we have seen many different, some camouflaged, some one of that uncovered Model 3 design. Maybe, we don't know. It's it's exciting. Everyone's thinking about a refresh. Tesla has since denied that there's a refresh and it's so, so hush hush and everything like that. Um, of course, they're going to deny it. Right. We do have to keep in mind. They have to keep selling the one that they're making right now. Right. Dr. Osborne. You wouldn't want to be like, oh, yeah. In like just a few weeks, we're going to have a new design. You'd be like, I think I'll wait for that one. We don't know when this one's coming out. We thought that it was going to come out. Like last year. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is just a develop, you know, constant development and then one day they're going to do it. But maybe it's months or years from now. Right. So what did you spot? Let us know in the chat. As part of Tesla's loyalty program that we reported on a few weeks ago, you can now win a Cybertruck. So this is the loot box that you can see in the app, right? Right. Now, instead of earning free roadsters as part of the old referral program, like we did, <laughs> You can now earn referral credits that you can spend on Tesla merch and upgrades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about that. I want to know about winning the Cybertruck. Okay. Uh, for that, you would spend 500 of your referral credits to enter the Cybertruck raffle. Okay. So if I refer someone to buy a Model Y, for example, I get 2,000 referral credits, enough for four entries to win the Cybertruck? Right. Or if you buy a Model Y using someone's referral code, you also get 2,000 credits, which you could spend on entries as well. I mean, I'm wondering how many entries there's going to be, how many people are going to spend their credits on the Cyber Raffle as opposed to just buying a Tesla jacket. And like, so what are the chances of winning? Do you think there'll be only one winner? Do you think they'll give away multiple Cybertrucks? When will you get it? Will you be like the first in line or will you'd be like one millionth to get it. Um, well, I mean, obviously we don't know. So, uh, but I do want to hear what everyone else has to think. So put it down in the comments below. Tesla had planned to have the S3, X, and Y available for sale in the country of Turkey last year. But for a host of reasons, the launch was delayed until last week. Elon retweeted, first Model Y deliveries in Turkey. So far, it's only the Model Y in three variants the Model Y standard range, the Model Y long range, and the performance. But hey, because these Model Ys are coming from Giga Berlin, people in Turkey are able to order them in the new Berlin exclusive Quicksilver color seen here and Midnight Cherry Red. Nice. 
Congratulations, Turkey. And if you're happy about that, hit the like button. Even if you're not happy about that, hit the like button and helps us out. And Elon tweeted this out. Congratulations to Tesla Texas team because Giga Texas achieved production of 5,000 Model Ys a week. That's 125,000 a quarter. And that's 500,000 per year. That's not entirely accurate. That's 62,500 per quarter. And that's 250,000 per year. So one quarter million per year. Yeah, if you take Giga Berlin also, that's half a million year run rate with just those two factories, not including um, Shanghai or Fremont. Wow. And they're ramping up fast. Yes, they are. So did the recent visit with your uncle go something like this? Hey, I hear that Elon Musk guy's in trouble, huh? Did you hear? Look at this. I printed that out for you. That Tesla company of his had to recall all their cars in China. Oh, man, they're in trouble now, huh? What are they doing in China anyways? I guess that wasn't such a good idea buying one of those electric cars there, nephew, was it? Uh, no, Uncle Fred. It's just an over-the-air software update. It's an update to choose lower regen braking in the settings page. It's not really a recall. It's just that the Chinese State Administration for Market Regulation initiated it. So it has to go through what would normally be a recall process. But the cars don't have to go into the shop or anything. It's actually an improvement. Nobody got hurt or anything. So why did Tesla have to recall all those cars? Like I said, they weren't really recalled. It's just... How come Ford and GM never has to do this over-the-air stuff? Because they can't. Okay, I got to run some errands, Uncle Fred. It was really good seeing you, though. Hey, hey, you forgot the article I printed out for you. Yeah, I can't believe that, you know, like reputable news sources print out stories like this. You can't believe it? I mean... It's called clickbait. I, I shouldn't be able to believe it. I know. Um. So, right, like... No, if us YouTubers do it, right, if we do a clickbait... Uh, then um, they're like, unbelievable, this uh, breaking news, uh, some jerks on the internet, random strangers that you don't know personally, like me, here on the news. And, exactly. and yet they're going to be like, oh, breaking news, uh, Tesla just had to recall all their cars in China, but that's going to be expensive, Bob. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's a software update. So like China was like, hey, can you have reduced regen setting? And they're like, sure, <laughs> done. What else do you need? That was a recall. <laughs> so talking about over the air updates, Tesla started rolling out FSD beta 11.4.1 late last week. There are over 400,000 Tesla owners who are part of the FSD beta program, but so far only a few owners seem to have gotten the latest release. But we do have some release notes, which include the following. Improved control through turns and smoothness in general by improving geometry, curvature, position, type, and topology of lanes, lines, road edges, and restricted space. Among other improvements, the perception of lanes and city streets improved by 36%, forks improved by 44%, merges improved by 27%, and turns improved by 16% due to a bigger and cleaner training set and updated lane guidance module. Forks improved. That's good. <laughs> Uh, improved ego's assertiveness and ego meaning the car you're driving for crossing pedestrians in cases where ego can easily and safely cross before the pedestrian. So I guess it's going to be a little bit more assertive, um, mm. not just be like hands off when a pedestrian's there. Mm. Reduced interventions caused by other vehicles cutting into ego's lane by 43%. This was accomplished by creating a framework to probabilistically anticipate objects that may cut into ego's lane and proactively offset and or adjust speed to position ego optimally for these features. By the way, I'll start referring to myself as ego from now on. <laughs> well, ego will be going to lunch now. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to basically prevent people from cutting it off in traffic? Is what, that what it is? It's, it's strategically like... <laughs> 
gonna ride the like the a real truck in front of it. That's I mean, neat. we all do that. right? I don't know if it, that's what they mean, or if it just means that it's gonna leave more space for the person to cut in front. Right. We'll have to find out. Uh, improved cut-in control by reducing lane-centric velocity error by forty to fifty percent for close-by vehicles. Can you be a little more specific, Tesla? Uh, reduced highway fall slowdowns related to underestimated velocities for faraway objects by adding 68,000 videos to the training set with improved auto-labeled ground truth. Smoothed in-lane offsetting for large vehicles by tuning the amount of lateral jerk allowed for the maneuver. What does that mean? If the car needs to offset because there's a big truck, it's going to more smoothly get over. It's not going to ah. go like, ah! oh, like, like I would. Yeah. And improved lateral control for upcoming high curvature merges to bias away from the merging lanes. Anyway, I don't know, but these sound like cool improvements. I can't wait to check them out. And it sounds like the Shanghai government can't wait to check them out either. Global Times is reporting that the Shanghai Municipal Commission of Economy and Information is, quote, deepening cooperation with Tesla. According to Caxon, Tesla is about to start large scale testing of FSD beta in China. Oh, because oh, they had not been doing any FSD. Beta this is in China. awesome. That's a lot more data. It's a lot more data. Well, it's a completely different data set that yeah. they need to start training. This is awesome. So Elon retweeted from Tesla's page, sexy vehicles, hot engineers. Our field quality engineers head to Dubai at the hottest time of the year for extreme heat and durability testing. Temperatures reach over 50 degrees Celsius. And I mean, there's no real news here, but Tesla's driving around the desert and staying cool in sustained temperatures over 50 degrees Celsius, 50 which degrees? I mean, 122 four. degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, bring it on. I'd like to see other EV brands do this. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the snow drifting mm -hmm. in Norway a billion times from every company on Earth. Right. But I haven't seen too many desert things unless they're like in Moab. Well, I, I've seen a lot of times when they test a car in hot weather places, but usually it's on a test track with asphalt. Mm. Seeing them here going up mountains, driving across actual deserts mm. with sand is just really cool. And what I love is they use black cars so that they will get hotter yep. so they can really push them. And they're using all the features like cabin overheat protect, uh, the AC, supercharging, high speeds. I mean, it's just, this is real world mm. So if you were dreaming of a Tesla Model S or X and you live in Thailand, Australia, Singapore, or the UK, well, now you might have to buy a used one. Why? Because Tesla has apparently stopped making right-hand drive versions of the S and X in Fremont. Tesla sent emails to buyers in those markets that recently had their orders canceled, saying due to recent changes to the vehicle program, Model X will not be available in right-hand drive. Unfortunately, this means your order is unable to be fulfilled and will be canceled. You will receive a full refund for any payments made. We understand that this may be disappointing news to receive and want to apologize for any inconvenience caused. But why? I'm not sure, but I'm assuming it's expensive to have to make both left and right hand models cheaper to have all the same parts in all the same manufacturing processes. But I see on Tesla's UK website that they still seem to be selling the S and X. It says available in the United Kingdom as left hand drive, take delivery by June 30th, 2023 and receive three years of free supercharging. Yeah, it says as left hand drive. So you can legally drive a left-hand drive car in the UK. So I think Tesla will still sell you the S or X. It'll just be like the opposite of what you're used to. Now, if you look at this map here, every country in blue um, allows for wrong-handed steering wheels to be driven. So the opposite of what you're used to in that country. What about that little bit of yellow there in Ireland? Uh, in Ireland, you can still drive a left-hand drive car, I believe, but you just have to get a special registration. Okay, so in other words, you can be special. That so, I mean, Tesla has not delivered a right-hand drive Model S or X since they've done the refresh. 
Correct. And this makes sense for a very specific reason, and that is tooling. Okay. So if you want to make a car, mm -hmm. you have to make all the tooling to make the car. So right. all sorts of machines and dies and molds and presses. And yeah, but it's the same steering wheel. Why can't you just stick it on the other so side of the, the car? So the steering wheel probably remains the same, but the the whole dashboard has to change. You need an entirely different mold. You can't just mold it backwards. Oh. It has it. They're you know they're chiral or whatever. You can't you can't change them over. Okay. So you need to make another hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of molding and millions of dollars is worth of of stamping but they and tooling. did it before here's what happened uh somebody walked into zachary kirkwin's office and they said uh zachary um we're ready to start making the right hand drive model s and x um so if you just sign here and he went um wait a minute <laughs> uh do we have to sell a right hand drive version and they're like um, I'll check with legal on that. And they came back and they say, uh, no, apparently we could sell left-hand drive versions in the UK. And he said, yeah, why don't you do that? And they went, oh, why should we? Mm. And he's like, I'm not buying, I'm the CFO. I'm not gonna buy millions of dollars of tooling just so these countries can have a car with the steering wheel on the other side. But I mean, Model 3 and Y is doing it. Model 3 and Y, a little bit different. Because uh, of volume? Uh, a, because of volume. And B, because... Honestly, the design of the car is a lot more conducive to putting oh, the steering wheel on either side. True. Less less tooling, as you're saying. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Tesla held an SNX update seminar in the UK. So if you attended this, let us know what you learned. So Drive Tesla Canada said, Debbie Downer moment. Drew Baglino just confirmed that the Cybertruck tool rack was custom made for today's groundbreaking, the one we talked about in Corpus Christi. And he doesn't know if it'll be made. Uh, he did, however, say Tesla is making lots of accessories for the Cybertruck. Elon said, more importantly, there's lots of mounting points for third-party hardware on the Cybertruck. Okay, so he didn't say they aren't going to do it. True. Maybe they're testing the waters. Maybe if we all tweet at him and say, we want Tesla gear. Well, it doesn't It doesn't really matter because uh, we could just have a third party make this exact tool rack for oh, us. Oh, that's true. And plenty of other things, I think. I think we have to keep in mind is that when you see trucks with all sorts of racks and stuff on it, they're not usually made by Ford or Chevy. They're made by a third party uh, manufacturer that makes it for that truck. That's a really good point. And yeah, it seems like Tesla got the Cybertruck to the Corpus Christi lithium refining groundbreaking ceremony by driving it there. It was spotted on Texas roads a few times last week. It's really fun seeing it on stretches of road that we haven't previously seen it on. It's kind of like um, when you buy, what is it called? Like a DLC when you buy a game upgrade? Yeah, uh, downloadable content. Yeah. I just bought Cybertruck, the Texas edition. <laughs> well, I have the limited edition Cybertruck, the smashed window edition. Also, Joe Tegmeyer, one of the awesome Quad Squad drone pilots that gives regular updates on Giga Texas. And make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel. He just reported spotting this. Oh, a blue tarp. Cool. <laughs> no, Joe says it's the last big stamping component about to move to stamping two. So the stainless steel body panel stamping press? Yes. I thought it wasn't going to be stamped. Well, I mean, maybe maybe it's a break. I don't know. But it's whatever you want to call it. The conjecture out there is it's the machine that's going to bend uh, and manipulate the steel panels. Mm. And conjecture alert. <laughs> Tesla owner Silicon Valley said, wonder if smart summon and reverse summon will get a big update soon. And Elon said... Major update coming in a few months. So here's my conjecture. Okay. What's a few months from now? August, September, September. August, end of Q3, uh -huh. which is when they say that Cybertruck is coming. What if, again, conjecture here, 
what if full self-driving, the full self-driving, is going to come in tandem with the deliveries of the first Cybertruck so that at the Cybertruck delivery event, here's what you get. You get a fleet of Cybertrucks that drive out of the factory, right, in some kind of formation, uh -huh. and then the doors open and nobody gets out oh. because they were driven autonomously. <laughs> I mean, that could happen without full self-driving even coming out. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you know, if they come out with full self-driving, it still is going to need regulatory approval. I know. Okay. Don't put a brain on my brain. <laughs> That's what I want to see. And anyway, we asked our patrons if they agree with this. So we'll see on the Patreon poll coming up if I'm right. Yeah. Because we'll they're almost always we'll right. See. We'll see. Oh, you don't think so? Anyway, if you want to talk about this stuff, head on over to the Cybertruck Owners Club. They sponsor the show, and that's where everyone is talking about all sorts of Cybertruck stuff. You also have that 3D configurator that allows you to visualize the Cybertruck in any color, wrap, and logo, both on screen and in augmented reality. Zach and I will be attending Micromobility Europe 2023. That's just a few weeks away. I can't wait to check out all those small electric vehicles in person in Amsterdam on June 8th and 9th. So join us at Micromobility Europe if you're going to be in the area and use our link below to get 20% off the ticket price. And like we mentioned before, while we're there, we'll need your help that week to run the show. So mark it down in your calendars. Between June 6th and June 11th, record a news story that you think would fit Tesla Time News. You can film yourself reading off the story like we are now, or you can go out and point the camera at whatever you find interesting. Then send us your story at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. That's now with an N and no with a K. Our amazing team of editors will then take it from there, adding the B-roll footage and the jokes. And you will be helping us keep the show going for its 353rd week in a row. That's going to be a fun show. So we'll see some of you in Amsterdam and we'll see the rest of you on Tesla Time News. There are so many cool electric scooters to choose from. And that's why we just reviewed another one, the GoTrax G4 scooter over on our Now Let's Review channel. Now, if you live in one of those cities where you can rent a scooter, like from Lime or Bird or Lyft, listen up. You may think, Zach and Jesse, I can just rent a scooter anytime. Why would I want to own one? Well, most of these rental companies charge a dollar to unlock the scooter and then 15 cents per mile. If you ride the scooter to work every day for 10 minutes, that would equal $12.15 per week. So with a little back of the napkin math, you can see that buying a scooter for, say, 600 bucks pays for itself in less than a year. Then every ride after that is essentially free, except for a little bit of electricity. So how much does it cost per mile, you ask? Well, let's take the GoTrax G4 here with 374 watt hours of energy in the battery. Here in expensive Massachusetts, that would cost you 17 cents to charge up full. And since you can go up to 25 miles, that's less than a penny per mile in fuel costs. That's one seventh of one cent per mile. Uh, compare that to the average ICE sedan at over 15 cents per mile. That's over 2000% more expensive to drive the car. Okay, math lesson over, you're dismissed. Your homework is to visit Now Let's Review and subscribe so we can bring you more great content and give away more EV chargers. So Toyota has admitted to rigging crash safety tests on its Toyota Yaris Atvis after a whistleblower spilled the beans. How do they rig the test? So it appears that Toyota notched the door trim of vehicles that were being tested to minimize the risk that the door interior could break with a sharp edge and cause injury to an occupant when the airbag deployed. Toyota chairman Akio Toyota said, we'll proceed with a detailed investigation from here on, but promise to decisively understand what happened at the site, investigate the true intentions, and sincerely work to prevent a recurrence. We're going to need some time to do that. We can't run away from this or hide. Toyota says they'll stop shipments of the 88,000 vehicles affected. Interesting to me that this story broke on April 28th, more than two weeks ago, 
And we actually waited to report on it because I thought that the media would cover this more closely. Um, but after a lot of research, none of the major news outlets picked this up. Hmm. I wonder if things would have been different if the name Toyota had been replaced with the name Tesla. Hmm. I wonder. We're going to talk about this some more on Patreon bonus story this week. So please join us. So Elon retweeted the tweet from Starlink, the first passenger rail service in the world to adopt Starlink. Starlink will now be available on Brightline's fleet of trains servicing South Florida between Miami and West Palm Beach. Starlink will soon include the new five train fleet to service Orlando this summer for a total of 10 trains between South and Central Florida. And according to Brightline, Starlink Internet is complimentary for all Brightline guests. This would be cool if all trains get this. That'd be nice. Honda unveiled its second fully electric vehicle in the U.S. last week in Germany. The E-N-Y-1. The E-N-Y-1? No, the lowercase E. What, what's poo-poo? That's a colon. Okay, colon. Uppercase N. Lowercase Y. Numeral one. Is that the password to log into the car? <laughs> what, what are you talking E colon capital N Y one. Would you like to go to lunch with me in my E colon uppercase N Y one? What? Okay. It looks a lot like a gas powered Honda HRV. Uh, and you said it's Honda's second fully electric car. What was the first one again? Uh, the Honda EV plus. The EV plus. Wait, that's the one from 1997 with the nickel metal hydride batteries. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was excited when that one came out. It had almost 100 miles of range. But come on, they only made 300 of them. Well, I'm just trying to be as accurate as possible. It's technically Honda's third US EV because remember the prologue, um, which is coming to the US next year. Um, but anyway, the any one, any e e me one is the first one of Honda's E-N Architecture F EV platform. Architecture F? It's, it's uh, you know. With the, the platform that they took 26 years to develop? Right. You know, you know, Honda, they're perfectionists. So platform B, C, D, E just weren't quite up to the snuff. But F, F is what we've been waiting for. So the E colon okay. N Architecture F. Yes, okay. Start, stats, please, on this long-awaited platform. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. 201 horsepower from its single 150-kilowatt front motor for 228 pound-feet of torque or 310 newton-meters. Yuck. 68.8 uh, kilowatt-hour battery for 256 miles of WLTP range. Yeah, because that's probably closer to only 200 miles. Fast charge from 10 to 80% in 45 minutes. Yuck. 15-inch vertical center display. Yuck. Um, okay, when is this coming to the U.S.? 2026. Yuck. Okay, <laughs> what? All right, so wait a minute. So what platform is the Prologue being built on? Um, the Ultium platform. GM's Ultium platform is what Honda is using to oh, come so up with a, their Prologue. Oh, so that's just a GM car. So this is Honda's first true powertrain. But what about the Honda E? Um, that's only for Europe and Japan. So whatever they got going on over there. Why are they so confusing? What? Okay. Whatever, <laughs> Honda. Great. Why don't they sell the E here? I don't understand. Who, it, who at Honda thought this was a good name for it? What? You don't like the E? 
NY1. Maybe that's that's how you say it. Everyone's going to call it the Eeny one. Eeny one. <laughs> All right, so Drive Tesla's Canada said U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says Tesla shouldn't call it autopilot because the software requires driver attention. And then Elon tweeted out a Wikipedia article. Oh, right, because uh, the definition of autopilot is an autopilot is a system used to control the path of an aircraft, marine craft or spacecraft without requiring constant manual control by a human operator. Autopilots do not replace human operators. Instead, the autopilot assists the operators control the vehicle, allowing the operator to focus on broader aspects of operations. For example, monitoring the trajectory, weather and onboard systems. But Elon, you're not supposed to use Wikipedia as a source so Pete Buttigieg says, I don't think that something should be called, for example, an autopilot when the fine print says you need to have your hands on the wheel and eyes on the road at all times. We call balls and strikes. I view it as something where it's very important to be very objective. But anytime a company does something wrong or a vehicle needs to be recalled or a design isn't safe, we're going to be there. Uh, who are you writing to? Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation. He's right. Autopilot is misleading. And you know what? Ford's Blue Cruise is misleading, too. I mean, it sounds like Blue's Clues. Does this mean when I turn it on, a blue dog is going to appear and we're going to get the mail together? Mail time. And GM's Super Cruise is also misleading. Will I be driven to a seaport? Will I get on an all-expense-paid cruise to the Bahamas? Well, no, I mean, Super Cruise is actually the sustained supersonic flight of a supersonic aircraft without using an afterburner. Yeah, very confusing. Yeah, oh, I'm confused. And VW's yeah. IQ drive, will it start administering an IQ test? Do I have to be smart enough to use it? Are we raising money for IQ points? And Mercedes-Benz's driver's assistant package is called Distronic Plus. Distronic? I looked it up. What the heck does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. So Mercedes gets to use made up words? How does that help the driver understand what they're putting the car into? Now BMW. BMW got it right, Mr. Buttigieg. They call their system Active Driving Assistant. It makes sense. I can understand as a driver what an active assistant is. Assistant, assistant, please come here and drive while I take a nap. No, you can't take a nap with BMW's system. Well, then, Mr. Buttigieg, I don't like that name either. They're all bad and misleading. Come on, Mr. Buttigieg, you can't trust us. We need names like Stay Awake 1000 and Eyes on the Road, Mr. And You're the Driver, Bucko. <laughs> right. I mean, what should we call it? I, I just gave you oh, some names. Right. You're the driver, Bucko. That's, yes. And it's and clear. You press the button and all it just. You're the driver, Bucko. <laughs> Good it luck, dip. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm a car. You know, Pete's so upset. He thought he was going to be president, right? He's like, I'm not going to have to worry about Joe Biden. Uh, uh, sorry, Pete. Sorry. Got to wait a little longer. Uh, hey, if you want to share this clip or others that you've seen on the show with your friends, you don't have to cut it up yourself. You can go over to the Now You Know Clips channel where we did the work for you. So the future of transportation in China definitely is headed towards being electric. It's so cool to look back at when we started doing this show and we sounded crazy. We're like, electric cars are the future. Yeah, back in 2016, when we started Tesla Time News, China sold 350,000 electric cars, which was more than any other country in the world, but only 2.8% of overall car sales. In Q1 of this year, EVs made up 31% of car sales in China. The top selling electric car in China back in 2016 was the BYD Quinn, which sold 100,000 units. If we look at the top 10 best-selling car brands in China in 2016, it was this. Oh, 
pretty familiar looking, actually. Yeah. I mean, VW was the number one selling car brand in China. Yeah. Volkswagen sold 3.98 million. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited-edition, ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Billion cars in China in 2016. VW was number one for the past 15 years. Until, fast forward to the first quarter of this year, 2023, VW lost another 3.6% market share and dropped into the number two spot. Here's what the top 10 list looks like as of Q1 this year. Wait, BYD wasn't even on the list in 2016. Correct. And now BYD is number one in China. And where's GM? Where's Toyota? Where's Nissan and Honda? And where's Ford? According to a new report out by Greenpeace, Toyota, Volkswagen, and other car makers that have been slow to embrace electric vehicles face significant loss of market share, even under the most conservative estimates. So all those brands continue to lose market share every year. Their report predicts that about one third of the production capacity for ICE vehicles will be idle by 2030. Bottom line, Ford, GM, VW, Toyota, Honda, none of them listened to us years ago when we started talking about this. They all thought, we've got great market share. We'll keep doing what we've been doing, making gas cars in China. Meanwhile, brands like BYD and Geely started making more and more EVs. Wow. And if that isn't a leading indicator yep. of what's going to be happening around the world, mm-hmm. I, don't, I couldn't really tell you. All right, it's time for the lightning round. NEO is starting to push into Europe. It already opened its first battery swap station in Denmark in March, and now we're spotting the crossover version of the ET5, what NEO is calling the ET5 Orion, at a press shoot in Norway. It's looking like the UK will be NEO's starting point, and China is coming, as we talked about in two in-depths with Sandy Monroe last year. Yeah, and in the first quarter of this year, over 28% of EVs imported into Germany, for example, came from China compared to just 7.8% last year. I wonder which... EVs are coming into <laughs> Germany. Might not be what you expect. Tesla ya vende el Powerwall en España. Uh, my Spanish is super rusty, but did you just say that Tesla has started selling the Powerwall in Spain? Si. Tesla has partnered with Holaluz, a Spanish-based solar installer, which uh, already installed 12,000 home solar power systems. Nice. So if you're in Spain, go ahead and order that Powerwall. Uh, Volvo has announced that it's pushing back the start of production of their flagship EX90 electric SUV into the first half of 2024. And Polestar, which is also owned by Chinese automaker Geely, is delaying the start of production of the Polestar 3 SUV, which is Polestar's first model made in the U.S. Production of the Polestar 3 will now start in Q1 of 2024. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson. And, you know, there's this thing called the the razor and blades model, right? And that's where, uh, you know, Gillette and all these companies, they make the cartridges that can only fit on the Gillette razor. Oh, right. And it forces you to buy very expensive razors. Well, the thing that I like about Henson razors is that uh, you can use any old razor blade you want. Mm-hmm. They are extremely cost effective. And we figured out blade technology a long time ago. So you can get basically the sharpest blades for the cheapest prices and held in one of the nicest razors you're ever going to be able to get your hands on. And you can also get 100 of those blades for free if you use our code when you check out. So get this. SpaceX is partnering with Vast to launch the first private commercial space station. 
Wow, that's cool. So like, when is this going to happen? Like 2035, 2040? No. According to SpaceX's senior VP of commercial business, Tom Ocanero says, a commercial rocket launching a commercial spacecraft with commercial astronauts to a commercial space station is the future of low Earth orbit. The SpaceX team couldn't be more excited to launch VAST's Haven 1 and support their follow-on human spaceflight missions to the orbiting commercial space station. So the plan is for the VAST Haven 1 to reach low Earth orbit in August of 2025. Do you say 2035? 2025. Two years from now? Two years from now. Uh, then it would connect to a larger vast base, which is currently in development. We have no date on that yet, but we do know that they are planning on it being 328 feet long and spinning for artificial gravity. Wait, so ISS is like 350 feet long, so it's almost the same size as the ISS. Mm -hmm. um, but why not just keep using the ISS? Well, the ISS only has seven years left unless it gets some serious repairs and upgrades. Oh, wow. Also, it's, you know, a multinational... Uh, Co-owned by co Russia. Co-owned by Russia kind <laughs> of a place. Um, um, but what is this I hear about buying tickets? Uh, yeah, Vast is selling up to four crewed seats for its inaugural Haven 1 mission. Uh, no prices yet, so we don't... It, who knows? It could be $10. Uh, it <laughs> won't be. Let's run a GoFundMe. It won't be. <laughs> Zach and Jesse need to go to space. <laughs> no, we don't. Not yet. I'd like to go. All right, it's time for Going Green. So we reported previously on Jeep starting to electrify their lineup. The Avenger, the Recon, and the Wagoneer S are all supposed to be getting electrified over the next few years. Here is the Jeep Recon Moab 4XE, which is supposed to come out next year. But according to Jeep's CEO, Christian Muner, Jeep now has plans to electrify the Jeep Wrangler. Yeah, he explained recently to Auto Express about Jeep's trail rating system. The trail rating is a scale up to 10. At 10 is the two-door Wrangler Rubicon. The five-door Wrangler Rubicon is at nine. We start at four for the Renegade with trail rating. With the next generation Wrangler, we want to push the trail rating to 12. Electrification doesn't prevent us from doing anything when it comes to off-roading. The great thing about electrification is that it makes a Jeep more capable. It gives us more torque. It makes it smoother and more precise. Okay, so he gets it. Going electric means you can have much more torque at low speeds and way more control. Yeah, and he realizes they can now go past 10. These go to 11. Uh, now, before you get uh, super excited and you go out to buy your, your Jeep, which I totally understand, uh, they're going to be launching this 2027 at the earliest. Um, and it's <laughs> going to be built on the same platform as the Ram 1500 EV pickup. So let me get this straight. We're going to be in a new space station before they come out with the Jeep. <laughs> well, come on. I mean, you know. Jeep, One's easy. Go Jeep, to space Jeeps is are hard. easy. Jeeps are hard, man. All right, it's time for sunspots. So look at this crazy looking chart. For the first time in Britain's history, last quarter, wind power overtook natural gas as the main source of electricity. Now, let me see if I can follow the chart. Okay. So black is coal. Mm -hmm. And that was from number one in 2015, just 2015. And now it's dead last, number eight. Yep. And wind in light blue was number five in 2015. And now just eight years later, it's number one. Yep. Wow. According to this report released last week by the Imperial College in London, 32.4% of UK's electricity came from wind in Q1. UK's wind farms generated 24 terawatt hours of electricity. Year over year, wind was up 3% and natural gas was down 5%. By the way, that's enough wind power to power 320 million Tesla Model Ys. 
or one Model Y 320 million times. Sure. <laughs> uh, Dr. Ian Staffel of Imperial College London, who is the lead author of the report, said there are still many hurdles to reaching a completely fossil fuel free grid. But wind out supplying gas for the first time is a genuine milestone event and shows what can be achieved when governments create a good environment for investors in clean technology. There are currently 200 billion pounds worth of wind and renewable projects waiting to be permitted. Forty percent of them face a connection wait of at least a year. Hmm. So, hmm. Wonder what that might be. Interesting. Hey, and if you don't want to wait and you want to get solar on your roof or batteries, talk to our friends at Energy Pal. They know a thing or two about this. They can give you all the tips on what's the latest and greatest and cheapest, and they'll do it all for free. Let them know that Zach and Jesse sent you. The link is down below. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, you need to send us your stories so we can get them on the air. Send them to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week, Jess? Our viewer Bruno sent us this helpful tip on using waypoints in the Tesla navigation. Hey, Zach and Jesse. I thought I'd make this video to um, help some of the viewers with something that you guys commented on one of your last videos about the navigation and waypoints. Um, basically, if you click add a stop, you're adding a destination previous to the original destination. So you're adding a stop. I find if you go to edit trip and then add, it'll keep adding after the original destination that you've entered. I'll try to make a video here real quick. Let me flip the so camera. Here, I have a destination. I go add a stop and let's say work. It'll place it before the original destination entered. Um, if you go edit trip, I'll remove work. And now I say add, I can say charging. It'll add it after. And if I keep saying add, it'll after add it after that. So hopefully this helps uh, some of the viewers and uh, yeah, thanks for listening and thank you for putting out a, a, a great show. Thanks guys. Cheers. It's interesting because, you know, you think like, oh, I'm going to add a stop and it's like, are you stopping on the way or are you adding a stop at the end? I mean, I'm really glad Tesla has this. It's a great feature, but it does seem like it still needs some work because um, it seems like a workaround he has to do to get it to go in the order he wants. Yeah, I mean, look, Tesla Waypoints is extremely helpful. It lets you actually plan out trips, like especially the complicated ones. Um, but the biggest problem that I seem to always run into is that I will arrive at the midpoint and my car won't really understand that I've reached it. And so I'll drive past it. And then it's like, turn around. You haven't stopped at the place you wanted to go to. And I'm like, ah, that was just a midpoint. You know, oh, that was just to get me. Oh, so you kind of use the mountains. Yeah. So you use your midpoints as kind of just like to get you on a certain path. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be like, we'll stop at grandma's house. Then we'll go to the airport. Then we will go to the Cape. Then mm -hmm. we will go drive up, you know, Mount Equinox or whatever, you know. So I, I get it. But it's just like, it's not it's not 100 percent there yet. I think the delivery drivers would really like to use this um, and find out their most efficient route. Say you had three Ooh. things to deliver and you didn't really know which order to put them in. If you could just give them the points, hit a button that says most efficient route, mm. and then it could order everything. Just an idea, Just Tesla, an idea. from your VPs of Special Operations. All right, it's time for Patreon bonus stories. We got a lot of cool Patreon bonus stories. We got uh, like a whole bunch of disruptive investing news. We got Investor Club bonus stories. Look. Head on over to Patreon if you've never done before. It's super easy. Use this link down below. Um, and for just a buck a month, you can see all of our Patreon bonus stories and you can decide if you want some other perks like mugs. And last week we had a free Patreon bonus story. So if you want to check that one out, you can head over to patreon.com slash now you know for free. It's a Patreon 
All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are people that support us at $5 or more a month and they get their names on the end credits. Who do we got this week? We got Margaret Hester, Hans Adler, John Scullion, Eric Del Orb, Hamilton Morris, and Hugo B. Chavez. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. Okay, so we had a Patreon poll this week and uh, they were asking the, my conjecture question, which is, will FSD roll out at the same time as Cybertruck deliveries launch? And what did our patrons think? Um, no. What? They don't what? believe you at all. No. I thought I was right. <laughs> they think that the Cybertruck's going to come before full self-driving. They think full self-driving. 7% of them agree with me. <laughs> you are right. And 3% of you also disagree with you. Uh, so that's what? Oh. I'm sorry, 94%? Wow, that's overwhelming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have little faith. All right, it's time for Elon's Sweets of the Week. Genevieve says banks have successfully fooled depositors into accepting 0.4% interest on savings while the bank makes 5% on treasuries. The biggest risk for banks is the consumer figuring out they can move their money out of the banks and buy treasuries or money market funds themselves. Elon said, absolutely. Ray says, Li Zhang, CEO of Li Auto, thinks Tesla's FSD is a true mass data-driven AI computing platform and is in the right direction for full self-driving. He commends Tesla's advantages in hardware setup, cost scalability, AI OS, mass data collection, model training, algorithm sounds like Lee is taking a page out of Tesla's playbook on the way to vehicle autonomy. Elon said his assessment is accurate. Hmm. And Ray went on to say this is how Lee's auto's FSD-like system works in heavy rain. Public release will start in June. It's mostly vision-based computing platform. Current setup still includes LiDAR for redundancy. LiDAR will be phased out in future vehicle models. And Elon says, looks familiar. Does look <laughs> familiar. Tesla synopsis says, as people experience FSD, they say, wow, Elon and Tesla, can we get FSD subscriptions in Canada? Elon says, once full self-driving is super smooth, not just safe, we will roll out a free month trial for all cars in North America, then extend to the rest of the world after we ensure it works well on local roads and regulators approve it in that country. Holmar's catalog says, interesting, that explains why new updates are a little jerkier at first. Elon says, yeah. So they go for safety, then they go for smooth. smoothness. CNN says, actor Richard Dreyfus said the Academy Awards new diversity guideline makes me vomit. Elon said, any organization that puts quotas above merit instantly devalues their awards. World of Engineering says there are 3,457 active Starlink satellites at this moment. James Stevenson says download speeds over the open ocean must be truly epic if you have Starlink satellites basically all to yourself. Elon said, yeah, it's insane. Roughly 70% of Earth is ocean, and most of the ocean has zero ships per Starlink cell. Most people think Earth is crowded with humans, but in reality, it's mostly empty by surface area. Humans congregate in very small percentage of Earth, cities. The entire population of Earth can fit in New York City on one floor, as wait but why calculated. Falcon Wing says, Elon, ordered another Tesla. Do we really need an online processing fee of $11.85 in 2023? Elon said, no, that's silly. We will fix it. Where were those $11 going? <laughs> Some guy is like, wait, my gordita crunch money. Foe DeBerry says WhatsApp has been using the microphone in the background while I was asleep. And since I woke up at 6 a.m. and that's just part of the timeline, what's going on? And WhatsApp did actually clarify that. Um, and then Elon said WhatsApp cannot be trusted. Gannon Breslin said it's incredible how many people don't realize that WhatsApp is owned by Meta slash Facebook. And Elon replied, yeah, or that WhatsApp founder left Meta Facebook in disgust, started delete Facebook campaign and made major contributions to building Signal. What they learned about Facebook and changes to WhatsApp obviously disturbed them greatly. Trust nothing, not even nothing. Doge designer said video and voice calling coming to Twitter later this year. And that was a quote from Elon. And then Elon replied saying X. 
Jack Poso said, bring back Twitter streaming, launch Twitter live apps for Roku, Fire, Apple TV, etc. Become the greatest video platform in the universe, Elon. Elon said, coming. Tucker Carlson tweeted, we're back. And Elon said, on this platform, unlike the one-way street of broadcast, people are able to interact, critique, and refute whatever he or anyone may say. And of course, anything misleading will get community notes. I also want to be clear that we have not signed a deal of any kind whatsoever. Tucker is subject to the same rules and rewards of all content creators. Rewards means subscription and advertising revenue share, still working on software needed for ladder, which is a function of how many people subscribe and the advertising views associated with this content. I hope that many others, particularly from the left, also choose to be content creators on this platform. Hmm. David Sachs says, best part of the Tucker Twitter deal, no contract. The significance of Tucker bringing his show to Twitter is that it's not a media deal. He's going to operate under the same terms as everyone else. The same tools available to citizen journalists are now so good that even the top rated professional can use them. Elon said, yep. Alex says, that didn't last long. And he's referring to the fact that Canada Broadcasting said they're leaving Twitter and now they say they're back. And Elon replied, insert, I can't quit you, meme. Non-ascetic thing says, what would you do in this situation? Elon said, hop in my starship and leave Earth. <laughs> okay. Michael Sheet says, the launch market theme, U.S. SpaceX versus China, continued in Q1 and likely will for years until other heavy rockets are operational. But the company launched nearly twice as many times, carrying almost 10 times as much spacecraft mass. Elon said, any given satellite communication system can be assessed in terms of useful data transmitted per ton times... Total tonnage in orbit. The rabbit hole says, which way? Kanoa the Great says, incredible that the New York Times would tell people not to do their own research. Elon said, this is the same news organization that claimed that space flight was impossible. Yeah, look at this. It says that you cannot fly a rocket in the vacuum of space. <laughs> they were wrong about that. But don't do your own research on that. No, just, no, no. just take just your word for it. Us. Don't You don't have to do your own thinking about well, it. Well, in 1903, they said man won't fly for a million years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were close. <laughs> no, <laughs> they were all, like, I mean, f five years, a million years, the same thing. Breaking market news says poll 54% of Americans oppose raising the federal debt ceiling. Opposition stronger among those without a college degree. Elon said they are right. Historic Vid says the Herculaneum papyri are more than 1800 papyri scrolls that were carbonized by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, constituting the only surviving library from antiquity that exists in its entirety. Now using new x-ray techniques, these scrolls are being read for the first time in millennia. Elon said this would be great. I agree. That's awesome. Depending on what they are. I mean, they might just be. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> somebody sitting on the toilet you know who knows tim urban said 30 years ago there was no internet and everything functioned fine if it vanished today it would cause a global meltdown we talk about the existential risk of new technologies but it may be the sudden loss of one that does us in the more magical the world the more fragile elon said starlink is a new version of the internet in space so giving a little bit of redundancy to us because it's all up in space i hope there's some hard drives up there <laughs> shabatoshi nakamoto said even tom hanks is sick of hollywood Elon said, good for Tom Hanks. It's time we all took a stand against other people deciding what should offend us. Shibatoshi went on to say, how to be an American politician. Elon said, someone just normal would be great. Holmar's catalog said, Twitter is now the number one app in news and in the top 10 most downloaded apps in the iOS app store. On iOS, the developer is still listed as Twitter Incorporated, but on Android, it has now been changed to X Corp, like we pointed out last week. Elon said, Twitter is an accelerant for X. Ooh. Called it. 
Holmar's catalog says feeding lane guidance into the occupancy network. Smart. Elon replied, as mentioned earlier, version 11.4.1 has major architectural improvements, but it's actually much more than just a point release. Should arguably be version 12, but that's reserved for when full self-driving is fully AI from video in to control out. And Elon let us know that Twitter just released early version of encrypted direct messages, which just launched. Try it, but don't trust it yet, he said. <laughs> Interesting. I just wanted to remind everyone that SpaceX can do this because I think we forget. Uh, Marcus House said, uh, yes, look closely. You can see that drone ship in view through the grid fins well before the landing burn. Beautiful, clear day and terrific SpaceX live footage as well. I suspect all this uninterrupted footage is all down to Starlink, Elon. Coverage has come a long way over the past few years. Blows my mind, really. Elon said bullseye. Nathan said, Holmar's blog, how confident are you that Tesla Vision and Occupancy Network will ever be as good as ultrasonics were at close range measurements? Holmar's catalog said it will be better. And Elon said, much better. Smokeaway tweeted this out, Starlink. Elon said, it would actually work if worn as a hat. Uh, then Tesla owner Silicon Valley tweeted out Elon Musk announcing a new Twitter CEO before the Tesla shareholder meeting. He continues to keep his word and keep his commitment to Tesla. Elon said, yep, thanks for the note. I think people from both sides of the political spectrum will find Linda to be smart, fair, and reasonable. So wait, new Twitter CEO. Yeah, he said, excited to announce that I've hired a new CEO for X Twitter. She will be starting in six weeks. My role will transition to being executive chair and CTO overseeing product, software, and system operations. Obviously, bringing on Linda allows me to devote more time to Tesla, which is exactly what I will be doing. Exclamation point. <laughs> People are very excited about that. Elon tweeted, Raptor version 3 just achieved 350 bar chamber pressure. That's 269 tons of thrust. Congrats to SpaceX propulsion teams. Starship Super Heavy Booster has 33 Raptors, so total thrust of 8,877 tons or 19.5 million pounds. He went on to say, yeah, to be frank, we did not expect the engine to survive a full duration run at that pressure. It is uncharted territory. Raptor chamber wall might have the highest heat flux of anything ever made. <laughs> and Elon explaining constitutional amendments. John Ehrlichman said, tech entrepreneurs with computers. Elon says it was love at first sight with me and computers, to be honest. And Eva says Elon Musk watching over and protecting humans all over the world. Elon said civilization is more fragile than it would seem. Kanoka the Great says, never forget how easily half of the country was brainwashed into hating those who refused to take Pfizer and Moderna's experimental mRNA injections. Do they stop infection or transmission? Why are so few taking boosters? Are they safe and effective? Elon said, COVID cult culture. And he went on to say, until the Supreme Court struck down Biden's vaccination decree, he tried to demand that we fire all unvaccinated personnel, some of our finest people. Sorry to leave on a political one, but I'm just giving you a taste of what he said this week. And by the way, if you're like, well, you just copy all of his tweets. No, no, no. Uh, he tweets a lot more than that. It's just it takes hours and hours to go through and find the ones I think you'll find relevant. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. Tim spotted these all-electric work vehicles around Scotland. Jeff spotted this BMW i7 and iX uh, X-Drive 40 while visiting the BMW headquarters in Munich. Kathy spotted this Model Y in Dunstan, Green, England. Andreas sent us this video of a midnight cherry Model Y he found in Gothenburg, Sweden. Woo! Pretty. Wendell sent us these two pictures, one of three Electrify America charging stations that were out of order, and the other of a 40-stall supercharger working perfectly in the same parking lot. If that doesn't sum it up, I wonder if Electrify America's CEO visited that one. Mm. Jeff sent us this picture of a specially designed Audi e-tron built for drifting. Mr. Red sent us this picture of an all-electric street sweeper in Stroud, Gloucestershire, England. Marcel caught this Ford dealership in Vancouver, British Columbia in the act of reducing the price of this Maki. Dave spotted this Pepsi Tesla Semi making deliveries in Winters, California. Gail spotted this police Model Y in Seaside, California. 
Jim sent us this picture of a Trader Joe's parking lot full of Teslas. And Bernard spotted this Tesla funeral car near his hometown near Graz, Austria. Thank you so much for community mail time. If you want to send those in, you can send them over at hello at now you know channel.com. It's time for supercharger reviews. Let's see what's out there in the world. Hey, Zach and Jesse, we made it to the El Paso Supercharger. There are eight stalls here and it's rated up to 150 kilowatts and we're doing about 139 kilowatts right now. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it is in a pretty decent area. There's so many options for food and it's right in front of this Hampton Inn and Suites. So if you're gonna use this as sort of a destination stop, perfect. Uh, surprise, surprise, it is not tow friendly. So if you have a trailer or something, you're gonna have to ditch it. And if it's particularly busy, it's gonna be a tough one, especially the bigger the haul that you have, you're gonna probably have a tough time finding somewhere to ditch it where you feel comfortable leaving it there. We got a couple of hotels. We got a Carl's Jr., of course. We got a Jack in a Box. We got a Rudy's Country Store uh, and barbecue. It looks like uh, more or less a gas station and a restaurant, so that's awesome. So clearly plenty of options for food, plenty of op options for restrooms. And, uh, and this is overall pretty good stop. I wish there were more stalls and I wish it were a little more tow friendly. For Teslas that are not towing, I would say this is an eight out of 10. And for Teslas that are towing, a seven out of 10. Now you know. Well, hello, Zach and Jesse. It's uh, Justin, G8YTZ here. And today I'm at the Lakeside Shopping Center in Gray's Supercharger. A bit windy here, actually. And uh, this is a 16 stall V3 Supercharger. Just recently gone in, so it's uh, pretty new, lots and lots of space. And uh, here just behind me, as you can see, is the uh, Lakeside Shopping Mall. So there's plenty of do, to do and uh, a pretty short, um, uh, short walk. And it's uh, a great position because it's right next to the London Orbital Motorway M25 in Essex on the north side of the Dartford Crossing. Uh, that's a Dartford Bridge going south or the Queen Elizabeth II Bridge and going north through a twin tunnels of four lanes as well. And uh, just to cap it all, if you fancy it, right next uh, for the Easter weekend, there's a big top circus so, uh, in the car park here. So uh, not only have you got a supercharger, you've got a circus as well and uh, plenty of free parking. So given the facilities of the um, shopping centre, which, which are pretty good, it's a large shopping centre, I've got to give this uh, supercharger something like an 8 out of 10 because there's so many facilities here and the position right next to the, uh, the motorway, the major London orbital motorway is very good indeed so um, and all these stalls you, you really can't go wrong so uh, there we go all the best and now you know. G'day Second Jesse and Now You Know crew and as well as all the viewers out there welcome to the Williams Woolshed Tesla supercharger station about 174 kilometers, two hours drive south of Perth, Western Australia. So here we have three supercharging stations right next to Williams Woolshed, which has got retail, gift shop, clothing, and a cafe. They are open from 6.30 until 2 p.m. So if you want to get some food after the fact, there's always the fuel station just down the road. Overall, I'd rate it eight out of 10. Keep up the great work, guys. I look forward to your next content with great excitement. And now you know. I'm at the Leland Supercharger right outside of Wilmington, just off of Highway 74. It's located in the Smithfield Barbecue parking lot. A um, lot of access to different things in terms of, there's a Walmart right down the street. Um, there's a Harris TV grocery store in this parking lot. Several very nice restaurants here. 
um, to places that are definitely in walking distance. Um, this is a 12 stall V3 charger and it is working very well. I'm the only one here right now, um, topping off before heading back to Charlotte. But just wanted to stop here, point out this is a new charger and probably been open maybe two or three months um, as of April 17th, Easter weekend. But I would give this location um, probably 8.5 out of 10, mainly because Smithfields is one of my favorite places. Restrooms are clean. I love the food. Um, the chargers work well. A few times I've been here, it's never been overly crowded. And it's probably the easiest place to get to if you're near Wilmington and, and heading out. Not too far off the main highway. Um, also easy access if you're heading down toward Jacksonville, uh, right off Highway 17. So once again, the Leland Supercharger here just outside of Wilmington, North Carolina at the parking lot of Smithsville's Chicken and Barbecue. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. We have a map of all the Supercharger Reviews that anyone has ever uploaded to us. Mm -hmm. And you can check that out over at our website, nowyouknowchannel.com. And uh, let's see what the new Superchargers are in the world. All right. What do we got? We got the 8-stall in Long Beach, California. We got number 44 in Maryland, the 8-stall in Annapolis. Number 20 in Denmark is the 8-stall in Moores, Denmark. Number 116 in the UK is the 12 stall in Heston, Westbound. The 20 stall in San Gabriel, California. The 3 stall in Huzhou, China. The 3 stall in Hangzhou, China. Number 145 in France is the 8 stall in Evry-Cocorne, France. Number 55 in Spain is the 12 stall in Jane, Spain. Number 135 in South Korea is the 12 stall in Seoul. Number 1684 in China is the 3 stall in Suzhou. The 12 stall in Cameron Park, California. Number 352 in California is the 12 stall in Mariposa, California. And number 28 in Ohio, number 1756 in the U.S., number 5050 in the world is the 12 stall in Columbus at Hilliard Rome Road in Ohio. Wow. If you watch till the end, then you either fell asleep, wake up, or you're an awesome viewer. And we really appreciate you joining us. And if you want to help us and become an honorary member of the Now You Know team, then please help us for the upcoming episode 353. We talked about that earlier. It's just a few weeks away. We're gonna be in Amsterdam at the Micromobility Conference that week, so we need you to become a reporter for the show. Now, it's not hard. You just record yourself reporting on a story that week. You can just you know, put the little phone like this and talk into it. Um, and now some people have asked, how will I know which story to report on? And what if everyone reports on the same story? So just pick a story that interests you and send it to us. Our editors will handle the rest. Yes, they'll cut out your ums and they'll add graphics and all that. Thank you for being part of this fun community of awesome people. I'm so excited to see this upcoming episode, to see all of you um, doing what we typically do. You just have to do one story. It, it hopefully isn't going to be a whole bunch of work. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, too. You don't have to just be like, here are the facts. Right. That's it. You can you give can your say, commentary. I think that that's stupid. Or you could say, I think that that's great. Yeah, I would. I would love to hear what you guys have to think. I'm so excited about it. Um, it just, do the show with a friend, too. Yeah. Or, you know, like there's two of us for a reason. And we don't always agree and it's fun to hear different you know viewpoints and stuff so yeah have fun with it and don't worry about it and i was thinking you know if we get too many entries which we probably will um i'd like to put them all on patreon as a free video so that everyone can watch like the what came in that week the, the super show. the super show you know <laughs> awesome. yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun hopefully we'll be able to do it more and more um and, and just don't worry about it like our editors are going to take care of all sorts of stuff so you don't even have to worry about editing at all yeah, yeah i mean our editors they work with our 
garbage yeah, stuff that we, we put you don't out. see all the stuff they have to cut out all the things we screw up so screw up all you want um and they'll make you look as good as possible thank you so much for watching and uh thank you to everyone who's scrolling by here yeah. our patrons really make this show possible and if you want to join them you can consider joining us over at patreon.com slash now you know we'd really appreciate it we'll see you next week now, now you know, know. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.